practice squad signings did take place yesterday. Roberto, Leo Collins, Damian Wilson, two of the four. Yep, that's uh, it's good news to get Lyle Collins wrapped up after that had become really confusing and bizarre mm. where it's like, oh, no, it's done, and Lyle's telling Nick Eatman that he's there, and then Nick's like, yeah, well, I mean, Lyle, uh, he's still not here, actually. And then we got through the end of the day, and people were like, well, Buffalo might come in. You might get Buffalo. They could come in here, swoop in, make things difficult. And then finally last night, the news comes together that, all right, good, he's there. And then Damian Wilson, uh, the fact that you're going to go ahead and put him on the practice squad. I think that that's a good call uh, just because he's veteran linebacker. You clearly need bodies there. Um, and so, yeah, big additions, very familiar, getting the band back together. I mean, they're not big additions. Big additions. Uh, well, I do think the Lyle Huge. Collins ones has a chance to be a big addition. Why? Because if he can step in there and if he has the workout, like they said, if you can add offensive line depth, that can become a big addition if Tyron Smith gets hurt. There's always a chance of Tyron getting hurt, and I feel a lot better about Lyle Collins coming off the street than Chumi Doga. So that, to me, is a big addition because it could save you. Clarence Hill and Josina Anderson well. throwing some fuel on the Dalvin Cook fire. Josina said the Cowboys will consider potentially adding him. Clarence said the Cowboys are indeed doing their homework after Dalvin Cook was released by the New York Jets. Due diligence, they call it, right? Yeah, due diligence. Doing our due diligence. Uh, look, I mean. Wait, so yesterday when Nick was on, mm-hmm. he said, I thought he brought up a good point. He said, is 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 Rico Dowdle better than Dalvin Cook? Yes, right now he is. Okay. Oh, to me, given what they need him to do, he's better. Like, I mean, Dalvin Cook's a better pass catcher, but Rico is more explosive and Rico pass blocks better. Not that Rico's been great at it this year, but he's better than Dalvin Cook. And so, to me, I, I don't think that Dalvin Cook is is better right now. Not 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 enough so to take away snaps, as long as he's healthy, which right now, Rico Dowdle's not healthy, and that's been an issue for him for four years. Tony Pollard was asked about his year, and he said, I thought I would probably have a better season. Uh, where we are as far as playoffs and rankings, I couldn't complain. It's been an okay year. I hold myself to a higher standard. Uh, why not more big plays? Quote, I'm not sure. But the season is not over. We've got a lot of games left to play. We will see. As for his health, I'm great. Ankle feels good. There's no nagging problems or anything like that. I'm ready to go. Man, I think it was Nick yesterday who said his longest run of the year was 30 yards. I would have lost a lot of money betting that that was his longest run of the season. And there was a Tolo who hit me up earlier in the year and said, he doesn't have the same burst. Whereas it was like the second game of the season or the first game. And I was like, you're ridiculous. Like you're overreacting. You're being dramatic. And uh, I would have to go ahead and apologize to that Tolo because 30 yards for Tony Pollard. He's supposed to be the home run hitter that Zeke was not. I mean, it just, maybe the injury did it. Maybe the workload uh, did it. It wouldn't seem the workload would do it in week two. Right, uh, maybe it was the injury though that is the reason that it uh, just it's it's not there anymore. That was Nick's hottest and best take yesterday when he joined us talking about being wrong over the run game. He was going hard in with a Zeke opinion. He was saying Skip Pete, the running backs coach, tried to tell us uh, they tried to tell us that Tony Pollard could not handle this workload, and all of us who wanted Tony to get those touches have been proven wrong. He had 70 yards at least in each of the first three games. Rushed for 70, 72, and 122. Since that time, the next 13 games, Tony Pollard has rushed for 70 yards once. Wow. One time in 13 weeks. It has not been a good year for him. And look, a lot of times it is, what's blocked for you? What are you getting? 
Uh, I, I mean, there's some running backs who they can get you a little extra. They can, you know, do things after contact. But right now, Pollard isn't one of those guys. He's getting what's blocked for him, which isn't very much. Pro bowlers were announced. Snub. Tyler Smith was snubbed. That's how I feel about that. Okay. Tyler's uh, Tyler, to me, has Thanks been their best us. offensive lineman easily this year. And, I mean, Tyron has played well. I get inconsistencies with injuries. There's some really good tackles across the league. I get how he didn't make it. But, to me, there's no excuse for Tyler Smith not to make it. The 49ers came in hard, hard charge with that push oh, yeah, to, to take over. The Cowboys have, like, five guys leading it at position groups heading into the final ballot. Then the final ballot comes out yesterday, and it's like, oh, all of a sudden, CeeDee Lamb's been passed by Brandon Ayuk as the top receiver in the NFC. The 49ers guard has surpassed Zach Martin as the top vote-getter. It's like Micah, Aubrey, and that was it, were the top vote-getters for the Cowboys. Charvarius Ward had passed Deron Bland as the top corner, so late push for the 49ers. Micah looked like he was complaining about that a little bit on Twitter yesterday. Ayuk's having a good voting. year, but not better than CD. No, CeeDee Lamb's been the best receiver in the NFC. It's not been close. Micah Parsons on his podcast was talking about that very subject. C.D. Lamb set two Cowboys franchise records in the game. He passed Michael Irvin for the most catches and the most receiving yards in the season. He was selected for a drug test. It doesn't even matter. We <laughs> know he's clean. That's C.D. Mm-hmm. Lamb, the best receiver in the NFL. Not top five, not top three. He's top two, not two. And I think he's putting on the show. And if it wasn't for that little drought period before he had to show that he's always open, he arguably would have broke the record. I don't care what nobody say. C.D. He's a boss. He probably should be Offensive Player of the Year. C.D. Lamb, congratulations, brother. You are truly showing why you're the number one. There was a lot of naysayers. I remember Richard Sherman early in the year said Man. he wasn't even a top five receiver. A lot of people said he couldn't be a number one when Amari Cooper was gone. C.D.'s still here. He just continues to get better, and he's having a year of his life, and he's going to have a big, big payday coming soon. I did not think he was going to say naysay. My, my chest tightened up either. when he said that. Reese Parsons. Yeah. <laughs> I need the isolation of that CD. Mm-hmm. Lamb. That needs to be a drop. Is that what we're doing? I didn't. I did not know that that was the uh, sound can effect. Can I just can, and can I uh, just briefly complain? Mm-hmm, lamb. <laughs> can, I, can I briefly that. complain mm-hmm. about the replace gallops with that? I I hate the, the little. Like little like yes. sound effect style on some of these podcasts. It just it, it feels so inauthentic. Yeah. Like, all right, we go on this rant and then uh, hit me with your little sound effect swipes here and everything else. But CD uh, mm-hmm, Lamb, <laughs> he is. He is. I, I mean, it's you can't make a case he's the best receiver of the NFL. You cannot make a case. Um, probably not. That's Basic, not probably. Basic had him three. You. He's absolutely top five now. Sure, but you can't make a case number one over no, Tyreek. Over Tyreek, you can make it's a impossible. case. You, you can't. You, you can't. You can't even. You can't even you can't even play devil's advocate. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think you can make a case that he's like when you want to talk about technically, like technically speaking and well-rounded and everything else. You can make an argument that he's right near the top. Uh, okay. Tyreek yeah, Tyre Hill's a freak. Tyreek Ty, 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 Ty yeah. Hill is so much faster than everybody else. But if you want to talk about like who's a cleaner route runner, who does that? Like CD's better at that than Tyreek Hill. Sure, whatever. Don't care. Like, like Tyreek just flies by everybody else, and uh, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to give Lamar Jackson all the credit for being a running quarterback, and then you you want to discount CD Lamb's technical ability. I mean, like, yeah, but no, but no one's going to say that. I mean, the argument starts is can he be number two? Like that's where the argument starts. Like, is he number two this year? He he is because Jefferson was hurt for a large part of it. What That's is going sure. on with Mozzie Smith's weight? He dropped a lot of it. I probably saw, like 30, 40 pounds in the middle of the season. 
30 or 40 pounds in the middle of the season. Yeah, he's... he's John Oning from PFF was talking about Broadus citing that, talking about that, and then going off about this as a humongous major, major problem that Clarence Hill asked the coaching staff about the other day. So why did he drop all that weight? They, they have not made it very clear, but I think the sense coming out of there is they want him to be quicker. And they think that, you know, we've heard about him being quick off the ball, being a problem this year. I think they think that he'll play quicker and faster. But to me, it's like, well, you didn't draft him to be a three technique to rush up the field. You draft him to take up space. And yeah. so having him play, he... 30 he, or 40 within the season? Yeah, is that it seems even, a lot. That's a lot. I know. How, how heavy was he when he got picked? Like 330? Like, like he's a big guy. Uh, he's... You, you take a look at him now. He's probably under 300 pounds. Who loses 40 pounds in four months? Uh, I like mean, that's not right. Kelly Clarkson. This, 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 I mean, how right? often do you see these offensive linemen get out of the league? Joe Thomas and Joe Thomas drops 100 pounds in like six months because it's if, as long as a lot of those guys, right. it is the conditioning. If they yeah. if they want to tweak you to do a certain thing, you can drop weight pretty quick. Yeah, it. Um, <laughs> the best part of watching that Michigan Bama game was all the reaction of which uh, which of these Michigan defensive linemen the Cowboys going to miss on yeah. next. And they're nasty. And they're nasty. But but. At least three of those guys will be a bust in the league. That's kind of the way it works. Could, couldn't get Aiden Hutchinson and Rashawn Gary. Had to get Taco Charlton and Mozzie Smith. <laughs> so they're changing his role then. They're changing it, his it, role from a one to a three. It feels like it. it. It definitely feels like they want him to be quicker off the ball. Now you can be, if you play with enough power, you can play one technique at 295. It's more difficult. But, I mean, he's somebody who I don't think his problem getting off the ball was an issue of weight. Like, he wasn't quick enough. Like, he's a freak. He's an athletic freak. I think his issue is instincts and timing and just still trying to get a feel for that sort of thing he's still a very young raw player I don't know how much I, I like the idea of him dropping as much weight as he is but you can stand there if you look at him just standing there on the field he's smaller like it's it's really obvious people coming after Will McClay again yep that's what it sounds like Jeremy Fowler Red. over at uh, ESPN uh, Dan Graziano and him we've talked about this article before every week they kind of just do a ping pong back and forth just stuff they're hearing from around the league and uh, Jeremy Fowler says teams are there, there's some buzz that teams are loading up getting ready to pursue Will McClay again now obviously the He's been really comfortable here. He likes things here. The Cowboys are willing to back up the Brinks truck for him each time that they've needed to. Um, but it, it does at least sound like some some teams are going to try and make a pitch for him, even if it's unlikely he were to leave Dallas. I think it'd have to be really, it'd have to be a really specific scenario, and I don't even know which one that would be. But I'm saying I think it'd have to check off a number of boxes for him for him to consider it I think he really likes the setup he has here he's not one of these ego guys I think who feels like well I need to be called general manager I think he he likes that he's been able to build the entire scouting staff the way he wants and have the control he does it was family that kept him here uh that's uh, Brian has said that I know is that you know he's had he's he's got he's got a son who has been you know he's he's single dad, and so he's yeah. he's had a son here that he's tried to you know stay around for. That's one of the things that Brian stayed for, right? Was oh, that Bennett so growing up? He, he yeah, couldn't take a gig again. It's, it's very 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 common. Uh, yeah, I mean like it, it would be, it's it's one of those things where it's stunning he hasn't been poached, but I mean there's a certain thing where you know if you've got kids in the area and you can't leave, it's just like what are you gonna do? Well, gonna and you here? you can't discount the fact that even though he's not named general manager he has complete control to build that scouting staff the way he yeah. wanted and he's been able to put guys in a place that he wants to build the cowboys have a very 
specific way of operating their scouting process that differs from the rest of the league that I think it's it's something where Will McClay feels like I've completely built this and I have complete control over this and regardless of titles I don't know that I'd be able to have in place exactly what I have in place here if I were to go somewhere else so there is an attractiveness here and it's you know they they make sure that he's paid like one of the better front office guys in the NFL did Bronis's kid go to a game with Zach recently he went to the uh big 12 title game Texas Oklahoma State okay I was like Will Chuck's getting a lot of these tickets are they coming from Broadus? Like, what's going on? Oh yeah, that's he World was, Series offers and everything. This is the guilt. That, that, this that, is still the guilt mm, trip. That that that's that's making the rounds, asking everybody if they got free tickets. That's what Wolchuk's Zach. Did. Yeah. What are you insinuating? Well, I, I'm, right. so, I'm saying he came to me and said, "Do you have a hookup for free tickets to the Texas game?" Bet he on- likes to fart in bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Bet online with the very latest on who is going to win it all. The favorite is. Uh, uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. No, San nope. Fran. San Francisco. That's my guess. You want to you make up your minds? That's my guess. San Francisco. Okay. San Francisco 2-1. to one. Peyton? No. No. <laughs> Baltimore second. Then. 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 Buffalo. Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo. Buffalo. I can't believe it. I know. Why did you guess Buffalo. Because the third best team, I, I think that you're gonna fall. I, if I were making the odds myself, I would put wow AFC teams near the high higher because I think San Fran is the more likely team to make it out of either conference of the top two. Okay, so I would have the second, third, and fourth team be out of the AFC after Buffalo, Dallas. Yes, then. Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yes. Then? Believe Land. No. Detroit. No. Philly. Philly? Philly. Really? Then? Clowns. Neither the teams that you named. Really? Okay. Uh, Miami. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, Miami. So, San Fran, Baltimore, Buffalo, the Cowboys, Chiefs, Eagles, Miami, then Detroit, Cleveland, Jacksonville. Uh, man, I, honestly, like, in the NFC, man, it's... it's 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 San Fran. Obviously, there's no to me like there's no doubt. It's like San Fran's the clear favorite. But dude, if you can't make the conference championship game this year, you ain't never gonna do it. Somebody look. Someone's San, gonna get picked off. San Francisco's not like a guarantee to win it, but but it really does feel like you're in an well any given Sunday type of feeling in the NFC. AJ Brown finally graced us with his words. More filthy drama. Who is he blaming? Yesterday, and Kyrie Irving addresses the Jewish sign in Utah. Plus, is ABC ESPN going to have to pick between Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Mm. Kimmel next? 